0: This is living in the past. Uh, we are a podcast that goes through the nineties month by month. Um, but today, this is a bonus episode, and we are looking track by track one of the bangers, biggest the bangest and one of the bangest albums, <laughs> uh, biggest albums, um, critically acclaimed, but also um, uh, one could say one of the most influential albums of all time. Uh, Never by Nirvana. Uh, we we had to do it. It's No matter what people think of it, I would hope at this point, especially Whether or not they know it. Whatever your feelings about Nirvana and this album, you can't mistake that it's 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 a genuinely good album and also like you have to get respect for what it represented at the time and also um just like the the legacy of it, I suppose.
1: And just at the top, like either do it now or after this, if you have if you've never listened to it. Or if you haven't listened to it for a long time, like go get in your car or headphones or somewhere <laughs> where like you've got good speakers and like
0: just fucking blast it. Yeah. because so I
1: haven't listened to it for ages mm. and it blew me away.
0: It's, it's so fucking good. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go through the three through, through each track and then at the end we're gonna rate. We're gonna pick our top five favorite ones. Are we?
1: Yeah. Oh, I didn't get that memo. Okay.
0: You said you said last week we're gonna do a top five of it. Yeah. Gonna, yeah well, possibly. obviously forgot. okay (laughs) that's a piece of cake that's fine sure okay cool um so let's start with what i thought was going to be like my least favorite track um the opening track smells like teen spirit because uh if you've never listened to it it is a very it's it's a it's a huge start to an album i mean when those drums kick in um to to smells like teen spirit Oh, oh I, I
1: listened to the isolated drum tracks. Oh yeah, I think uh, they've got not all of them on YouTube. I think there's six or seven of them. Just listen to those, like
0: that was. I oh. also listened to the. It's called the Devonshire mix, yeah. and that's Butch Vig's original mix because he didn't. Huh. His his mix isn't uh, what's on the album. They they chose the the studio wanted a different one. Ooh. Um, so if you can get on Spotify, you can get the super deluxe version of Nevermind. Um, which includes uh, tr- the, the entire album, apart from Polly, because Polly was in a separate um, recording session. Um, that's Butch Vig's and also Nirvana's preferred version of what Nevermind should be. It's what they also played. Apparently they played um, parts of it to Steve Albini when they were doing In Utero. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'll outline the changes I heard when we get to the tracks and lots of stuff because there is there is some uh, in this track especially the solo is quite different or well, not different but like they emphasise different bits of it yeah uh, but this one I mean I suppose uh, you get to that point when you when you like a band I mean we're big uh, Pearl Jam fans and I suppose it's like when we go see Pell Jam live and they play like Better Man and you're like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been done. It's part of the concept, but, and I like it, and I respect the song, but it's like, you know, I, I'm not here to see this. I think that's what, if Nirvana had been allowed, to, like, you know, if, if he hadn't um, passed away and, and they'd gone on, I think that's where we'd be at right now. It's like, oh, they're going to say he's Like Teen spirit. Okay, all right, get Yeah, get out of the way. But, just like McDonald's fries, if you don't eat them for a while, <laughs> when you do eat it, mmm, pretty good. <laughs> I like,
1: uh... Bringing McDonald's and Kurt Cobain into the same conversation—sweet <laughs> poetic justice.
0: Uh, look, um, the the lyrics were like reference to um, I think was it Kathleen Hammer, Kathleen Hammer from Bikini Kill. Cool yeah, wrote Kurt smells like Teen Spirit. Yep. Um reference to deodorant at the time. Um, it's so good. The I remember the solo is um, everyone tried to try to play it, and I it's one of those ones where i don't think you can you could play it with conviction if you weren't kurt like
1: yeah like it's i'm not a great guitarist and I, you know never gave it a great shot but i don't think it's like that hard of a thing to play but not, it's, it's not, getting
0: it right yeah and it's getting the tone right and like you know he, i think he 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 was a big fan of the um of the uh chorus pedal and and stuff yeah. like that too so and like the the to- the tone of his guitars was was very much his own uh so yeah, sponsor Team Spirit uh bang a start to an album. <laughs> uh moving on to In Bloom. Now this was I think when I first heard this emanating from my brother's room that I was next door to. This especially the uh the chorus of um he likes to shoot his guns um yeah. all these pretty songs. This is the one that I remember going, I want to hear more of this. This is amazing. Um, loved the film clip. Didn't realise there was an alternative film clip to it. The
1: creepy one with the masks. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh so check that out if you're a um a, a big Nirvana fan. Um I really I, I obviously like the Ed Sullivan um I mean I don't think it's the Ed Sullivan show, but it's a show like that. Yeah. Um loved it. Uh probably my favorite film clip of theirs. Well, was the
1: only one like that
0: really? Oh, Come As You are, I was on a set, and so it was Heart Shaped Box. And, and yeah, but that kind of fun, goofy, like... Yeah, it showed, like, I mean, I was like, it definitely showed... Um, not taking themselves seriously at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, especially, like, you know, because it, it cuts between them, like, in a very, sort of, Beatlesque sort of, outfits, and then, like, they're in um, dresses, like, uh, yep. for, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Uh, I assume
1: that's uh, what Weezer were doing with Buddy Holly. Yes. Not a Buddy
0: Holly homage as much as it was a Nirvana homage. Yeah I think it was um, I think there's a lot of Nirvana In, in my Weezer Yeah, yeah Like Reese's and Pieces uh, <laughs> uh, Also throughout this whole thing I should probably, um we're, we're not gonna Actually play any of the Album on, on air Like it's we have the for that Seems like Seems like the sort of thing That someone might You know Intentionally listen to And then try and sue us for so. Yeah <laughs> So uh, yeah This is um, Unfortunately you're gonna have to Do it your own way But uh, so moving on to um, track three, uh, "Come As You Are." When I first learned how to play this on guitar, it was just oh, I thought I was I was good. I thought I was, was a guitar guy. Everyone
1: did it. I'm pretty sure. Like, and then it, you, it came with a guitar, and then you tried. Bom,
0: bom, bom, bom. And my brother had a chorus pedal that he lent me. I'm like, oh, I can do it. And also. Um, almost sound like it almost sound like it oh my god and then um, learning the bass to it too which is very very fun to play
1: this is still to this day like I'm not a huge fan of Cummings anymore like it's one of those a bit overdone a bit dull I was never that keen on the guitar tone in this like it's just that kind of underwatery sort of wavy depth thing he's got going on Yeah. I didn't love it Um, but to this day I'll still use that to check if my E's in tune
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I remember you doing that yeah. yeah
1: if the E and A are together then we're all good
0: um, and going back to that that Devonshire mix um uh in Bloom and this song, but especially in Bloom was like a lot of distortion, you can they really took like the the I think it's called the um the mix that they went for on the on the on the released album, they cleaned up his guitar tone like a lot um like there's a lot of noises going on in the background on this other mix or like the butch Vig mix, and it's like. It's kind of cool. I, I understand exactly. Like can, I can really understand why a, a, a record company went. Mm, let's clean this up.
1: I understand now why uh, Kurt later said in interviews that he wasn't that keen on the sound and the finish of it. Yeah, I thought said, that was just him being Kurt. Like people like it, so now
0: I'm going to hate it. No, nah, it was. Um, sure, it was a little bit of that. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it was a little bit of that. I mean, like I don't think like you could ever um, really uh, please. Like I, I've been in bands with people like that too. It's just like. You could, everything could be completely the way that you think that they want it. And it's like, you know, I can see him maybe like, you know, one day he'd be like into and the next day he'd be like, ah. Well, it could the Andy Wallace mix. Sorry,
1: There's all these stories of like the fame that he had planned out, like David Bowie style, like planning out fame and like the skyrocketing of this career. And then it starts to happen and he's got to act like he doesn't want it. Mm. Even though it's
0: well I think, you, I think enjoyed, he enjoyed like a lot of portions of it, but then like sort of, because like maybe I mean, got a bit much too soon we, we also talked about on another episode like you would never say it now because like it's not even a thing now but like people were calling sell out to him like and it's just like i don't know i mean yeah i suppose like i mean they never like hocked um um pepsi or coke or anything like that like no you know <laughs> i don't understand why they said like sell out when it's like they got successful you can't control people liking it. <laughs>
1: yeah, sell out got thrown around far too easily yeah. come the nineties. Like it used to be if you sell your song to Coke or Pepsi or
0: like Ford then, I can understand like yeah. more punk bands too, like I mean I remember punk bands like the amount of them that used to like go on for like, you know, Converse and lots of stuff, they used to like sign deals with them I'm like that's selling out. If you're gonna like toss it around, toss it at the punk bands. Yeah. <laughs> um come as you are, there's a bit in that in this song that I've always loved. And it's just, it comes right before the last chorus. And um, just after the solo, uh, you can hear, and I think it's actually a Dave backup. And it's like, um, and I don't have a gun. And it's actually before they go into that bit again. I love it. It's in the background and it's just perfectly timed. Um, It's that. It's kind of, com- I don't know, it's like, it's kind of comforting to me, I don't know, like it's like, it's the bit that I sort of picked out when I first listened to this album properly back in the mid-90s, and I still, like, if it's on in the, if it's on the radio in a shop, or if I hear it somewhere, I will stop and I'll wait for that bit.
1: You know, that line is my earliest Nirvana memory. I don't have a gun. Um driving to Port Lincoln for a family holiday. Yeah. This is the one cassette we had all the way there, all the way back. I don't know if we listened to it the whole way or not, but I remember hearing that line and thinking and likely saying out loud, like, you did, someone did. (laughs) Because I was this little 10-year-old knobhead that knew that this guy...
0: Mother, what is this?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how or why I would have known at 9 or 10 that this guy was... Died from a gunshot wound Yeah And then to hear that line And be like Ah someone had a gun Because that's how you died (laughs) And I Like I would Quite often think back Like You Little shit (laughs) Why didn't someone Slap you in the face I'm sure many people did Yeah probably (laughs) Uh, And now I Mother this is factually correct (laughs) Well Now I disagree But let's not get into that today (laughs)
0: Uh, I like I like young I like young Ben. No, I don't. <laughs> <I> do. Dip shit. <laughs> I like young Ben when he's done he's got that accent. Um so moving it's also on, factually incorrect. Carry on. on. <laughs> uh moving on to um probably like the uh I definitely see that um this and many other uh grunge albums and albums of the nineties definitely had a a a definitive A side and a definitive B side. Um, and this one, I suppose, huh. was the first one where uh, it's kind of a, a rougher, edgier type sort of song. It um,
1: kind of would have been a Bleach song?
0: Yeah. So we're talking about Breed and it, and it was around in the Bleach days because I, I remember getting those unauthorized bootleg CDs. Yep. And it used to be called Emodium. Um, was it? Yep. Oh, I didn't know that title. Yeah, so um it's uh and I mean that drum roll at the start that starts breed off is yeah. just and like um on the on the Butch Vig mix you can really tell um like it, it isolates the guitar in the verses like a lot more and you can see he's like sort of playing around with it a little bit more. It's a little bit more playful. Um but man, it's it's one where yeah, I think if it was live. If it, if it, if I was ever lucky enough to have seen live, like that that song would have been just an absolute belter, like to watch. And, yeah, and, a, and, a, and I, yeah, I
1: I'm kind of scared now to think of being in a mosh pit with that song. Yeah, I mean <laughs> mosh
0: pits. I, I I have, and we'll get to it when I start talking about the the, the shows I attended and how dangerous <laughs> they were. But um, I think uh chris noticed playing um he's got a distortion pedal on his bass like there's definitely like some like there's also i'll I'll get more into his um stuff on the next track but like his bass work is amazing on this album it's so it's so good and it's more so much the fact that like it's not out of place it it never goes like there's some bits where like he does some scales and like it's um it's it's a bit showy, but it never detracts, and it's just it's just solid the whole way through. And the sound of it is just what I was always... That and the sound of the Rancid bass player was like... That was like my key sound if I, when I was playing bass.
1: Uh, his bass is uh, probably what cemented my number one for the top fives. Ooh. Okay. Mm.
0: I think we're gonna both going to have the same number one, by the way. <laughs> um, so, moving on...
1: Uh, I'm going to uh, sit this one out because I, in high school, was supposed to be doing a Christmas concert mm. and rehearsed this song, f- what felt like forever, mm. and then I didn't actually rock up to the Christmas concert because I didn't want to play this song. I was so sick of it. I fucking hated this song. <laughs> and it still will not quite come... Like, I can listen to it now occasionally, but I would rather just not have anything to do with
0: it. I... This song, um, in its simplicity of its chorus, so we're talking about Lithium. Um, I mean, having a song that is essentially the chorus is yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Let's let's break it down because it's not. Well, that's not actually its chorus. I mean, that's kind of like a pre-chorus. Like, you got the, I'm so happy. That's the, the verse. And then it goes into the, and that's Nevada's quite a bit. Like they didn't have definitive verse, chorus, verse sort of thing. Like they they did except play around for the, the song, form.
1: verse, chorus, verse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, they did um, play around the formula quite a bit. So um, and if you want to like talk about Novoselic's bass parts, if like he when it gets into like the I like it, that's where he's just gone like to town on those, um those scales and it sounds amazing.
1: I think also as well from stealing that
0: Pixies dynamic. That kind of flipped people's perception of verses and chorus. When it cuts out to the, to the last verse and it's just bass and drums, that could be a Pixie song. Just that, the bass like the ding 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 ding, ding, ding. like that. Yeah, that sounds like a Pixie song. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I mean, this is how sad bass players are. Like we, like I was just a, I was just happy that like it, it, it isolated the bass for like you know. You got acknowledged five seconds for the song. I was like, you know, if we ever played it like in my first band, when we were I was like, oh, this is just me, no one else said, this is just me. <laughs> because,
1: yeah, if you don't play the bass or in a band where there's you know, you acknowledge bass player, most people don't hear the bass in a song, nah. you don't notice it nah.
0: until it's in your face, yeah, this is what we do. Get you, in your you face. <laughs> um, so going on to Polly, I look, I like Polly. I really like New Wave Polly a lot. Uh, I prefer this Polly. I like Fast Polly. Mm. Fast Polly is cool. Fast on is on aside. side um, I like how messy this Polly is. Yeah. Like, you listen to his demos
1: and, like, just him and acoustic guitars, and it's kind of rough and scruffy. And so much of this album is so polished, but the, you can hear, like, the strumming on it. It's not... No.
0: It's not just perfectly done. It's just... I think it's a bit out of, not out of tune but it's, it's it's of its own tune because I remember firstly if you're a guitarist this entire album's down half a step because it used to annoy the piss out of me yeah that when it never I went, sounded quite right yeah when I, whenever I wanted to play along with it I had to like um like detune it and it was just annoying um, Green Day's the same there's a few bands that do it and it's like it really really annoys me <laughs> um, uh, but then again like maybe like like you know, I listen to, <laughs> listen to a few bands now that I'd noticed that they use the um the capo bit, and it would never have ever occurred to me. And I think maybe you have to be not classically trained, but maybe you have to be trained somewhat as a musician to know when you are like. Look, I can't hit that. I need to put a capo on. I need a oh, yeah. to change the key. Like I've just never had that inclination when I've been making. A, I've never tried different tunings when writing a song. I've never tried the capo. It's just it's just like.
1: I used to, um, because Pearl Jam's daughter has that yep. weird GG tuning. GG, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I used to quite often go into that just so I could play daughter. And I was like, I need to find something else to do here.
0: It's a pretty good key to be in because, like, yeah. it's, 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 you can... It's very easy to play yeah. around with. Um, there was someone else too. But, yeah, um, I remember, the, like, I had, like, a... A mix where it's, like, the, all the bands that were, like, half a step down. <laughs> it's, like, sort of enough to, like, retune everything back up again.
1: Uh, Alice and Chains, I think, do it as well. They might be a whole step.
0: They might be a whole step, yeah. Uh, so, going on to... Come on, uh, people now! Sorry. What? Polly. Um, Dave doesn't drum on that, I believe. He's got one... The Crash. Which...
1: Will, I guess come back at him later with the kind of the shape when he ditches William Goldsmith and just keeps one <laughs> tiny part.
0: History repeats. Bad man sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comes around. Um, I was also... I was really trying to find a Novoselic piece on Nevermind and, like, there's a lot of Grohl, uh He
1: talks a lot.
0: Yeah. And look, <laughs> I mean, and most of it's repeated, so it's like... I was I was going to do a brief history about it, but, like, look, everyone knows. Recorded at Sound City...
1: There were so many um, facts I was looking up, and because I was so crazy into this, like I was intensely into this in high school, yeah. I was like, "I remember that! Yeah. I remember that! I remember that!" Uh, like when I first St- read
0: the line, it was going to be called "Sheep." I'm like, "Was oh
1: yeah, yeah, I did read that."
0: <laughs> uh, Rolling Stone does a like a really good retrospective on it. Um, if you had a chance, uh, yeah. Look, it's it's um, there's a lot of stuff out there, but like I I thought. This is more our feelings on it, so you don't need a history lesson today. Yeah, people would much rather hear our feelings than yeah, and review <laughs> an actual on it. facts. Yeah. Uh, territorial pissings was my first band's. Uh, that was a, that was our favourite song to play. Like, same. It's, it's such an easy song to play. Yep. Um. The. So do you know the uh, the bit when it goes into the um where it's just bass and drums, it's just be You know that little, like... Dang-dang! Yep. That's taken off the Butch Vig versions. Ooh. So that's, one, that's the one thing I missed in the Butch Vig versions. I was, I was like, um, listening to it, I'm like, oh, here it comes, here it comes. Oh, <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Butch didn't like it. No. Butch says no. I'm going to be listening to this on my way home. Uh, Territorial Pissings. Uh, did you ever watch the Live Tonight Sold Out? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, um, the most... Uh, uh, the thing I always remember about this song Is because they were on The Jonathan Ross show Yep And they were supposed to play Teen Spirit or Lithium, lithium. I think yeah And then they And you can hear Just as the um, Just as the curtain comes up uh, Chris is like Instantly he's like Right now So he does that little bit from the album And like um Kurt just starts playing territorial Pissings and then Jonathan Ross says they're, they're good for available birthdays and, for kids parties, <laughs> birthdays yeah. and bar mitzvahs. Yeah,
1: I was uh, so mad at him when I first saw that clip. I was like,
0: you don't know Nirvana, Don't make fun of them. <laughs> he's really cool. Hey, yeah, <laughs> he does he, he like a lot about horror movies and stuff. It's really awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. If you've never seen Nevada Live Tonight sold out, um, I believe I, I believe the video is still stuck in my machine from <laughs> 1990s because I watched that religiously. Seriously, for about two years, I reckon I watched that once every couple of days i can yeah. probably recite it it's i was like that with uh unplugged yeah non-stop rotation i had a really weird version of not um the unplugged album where they didn't play the um the meat puppet stuff oh uh i didn't have the full album i think it was like yeah
1: do you remember where you were when um the other bits came out like the commercial break they did sweet
0: home alabama and like other little snippets of songs I'm glad you brought that out right now. Oh, because I only just found out that there is a version of them doing drain you, and they didn't use it unplugged. Yeah. Oh. And the reason they didn't use it apparently was because the um, the breakdown was not great. Like the that makes sense. Um, I think they might have just used it for as a warm up maybe. And I'd, look, I is definitely them, and it's definitely I. I don't. I'm not sure. Like I know they did a bunch of um, unplug stuff, but. This seems like it's at the is on, on the same night. Not video, just audio. Just audio. It's on YouTube. You can find it. There's a really good um, retrospective if you look up um, an oral history of the um, uh, Nirvana MTV Unplugged. It's really good because they they learnt Man Who Sold the World like the night before. They it's weren't not, gonna. It's not a hard song. Well, the scales. But Drain You, uh, one of my favourite performances. Have you ever seen the MTV? Um, constantly did. I think it's it's definitely in the in Euro years because they've got the um they've got the angel section in the background, and it's one of the only times you'll ever hear him do the scream coming back into after the breakdown. Yep, it's amazing. It's one of the best performances. Like you'll see, like um he's got a black jacket on. Ah oh, yeah yeah, yeah Um yeah. wind in his hair, and it's like one of the most iconic. Like mo- I'm actually goosebumping bumping right now. Um, they start that off with like it was like an MTV. New Year's Eve party, and they started off yep. with radio-friendly unit shifter. Oh my god! Yeah, um, that sounds so good. But time to be alive. Uh, Drain you. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good um, introduction to the B side of this album, which I think the B side of of, of uh, never mind is of its own beast. I think. Let's call it the other side. Because, well, yeah, okay, it's called the other side. I think. <laughs> But you can see that, like, you know, this is the stuff that they probably want to play in gigs, but won't, wouldn't get much um, radio play yeah. at the time. Yeah. Um, that first side is just littered with, like, um, what, like, four huge singles? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then you've got... I mean, we should also say that this album um, not only uh, basically kicked every metal glam band in the nuts and told them to go back <laughs> to where they came, um, it basically, it basically cancelled metal... And um, but her, all those guys that could play guitar really well. I was like, oh, they're just doing yeah. three chords. I'm sure I'll be told otherwise when we do August and um, Nope, uh, Metallica nope. comes out. But nope. I'm not sure whether they're referred to as metal.
1: I think they're hard Not rock. by
0: real metal fans, no. No. Um, and also knocked uh, Michael Jackson off the... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that was... You know, out of this, nowhere. This album had a lot...
1: Uh, I was always curious to know like how many Bleach fans there were that followed on and would have been like
0: I was here from the start I remember seeing a doco about um, the Sex Pistols once and um, and then you had to set yourself on fire (laughs) and the presenter said like he's like oh this is is the spot of the Sex Pistols first gig but if you were to talk to anyone this was filled with about 100,000 people because they all said they were were there and it's like a lot of people sort of like, you know, I was there at the start, and like, well, if I can be there at the end too. Like, it's, yeah, I I don't think that Nirvana ever took a misstep. Um, I could the same same couldn't be said for like a lot of the other Seattle bands. Like, I mean, we love Pearl Jam, but like, I can see how other people would perceive that they've taken missteps. Um, yeah, I disagree. <laughs> but like, I don't think I can see in the short span that they were around because let's remember they were really only around in the public's eye. For three years I would
1: say they've missed steps Yeah Where they've They've not done something wrong But they've maybe missed Doing something right They haven't done the bad thing But they haven't done the best thing They could have
0: Yeah I mean I think um, There's like There's there's two groups I mean at the time There were definitely two groups About um, In utero And how that was received But I mean
1: The fact like So we were talking about this The other night Like with Jim Morrison being Such a dickhead to people Yeah And Still, to this day, I haven't heard or read any stories of Kurt not being a good person. I've like, he was that true punk.
0: I've recently seen a video of him um, stopping a song mid-step. Mid uh, mid, have you seen that one? No. He's playing... They're playing some... It's, in, it's on the Euro, t- in Euro tour. And he's, he's doing an acoustic song. And then he just stops and like puts his guitar down and like points out some guy trying to grope someone in the audience. Oh, yeah. And um, And he's like... He comes back, and like I always like when he like gives people shit, and he's like, "It's like thought I didn't see you, did you, dude?" <laughs> and it's, it's just awesome. Like, um, it's it's making the rounds. I I've only really seen it like very recently. Um, but like
1: all his ex girlfriends, all his friends, like yeah, they're all like a lot of them cling on to fame and like the fact they knew him were part of his life. None of them seem to bad mouth him.
0: Nah, I don't and think- even
1: like Teen Spirit, he caught up Kathleen Hanna was like, "Hey, can I use this? Is that okay?" Yeah. Like this was your thing. Can I take it?
0: Let's also like remember because like there was there was the the made up feud between him and Eddie Vedder. But like, I can't think of anything more beautiful than them watching them slow dance with each other yeah. at the
1: which they soon squashed afterwards. But just everyone ignored the fact that they would played N- it down.
0: Nirvana was like, I mean, he was a he was like a little sh- like a little shit sometimes. He just liked to, to take the piss. Like, and yeah. Eddie did the same. Like, yeah. it was like it was, yeah. and they were
1: both just kids at the time, really. Yeah, really. I mean, yeah. early twenties, but in the scheme of things, they were just. They were just kids. He didn't take on Chris. <laughs> no one's going to take on Chris.
0: Chris would have been <laughs> big show. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to Lounge Act. Um, love the bass line of this song. So good. It's just... Um, and it's it, so yeah. weird. It's so... Like, it's... If, if you've ever played it, the key is all over the place. Like, it's... And, like, then the key that... You, the guitar, like, the chords that starts it. Like, I'm like... I would love to hear a deconstruction of how that song was made. Like who came up with what first, like, it's just, yeah.
1: It's one of those things you hear and it's like, it sounds perfect, like, straight away. It yeah. Just, it sticks in your head, but then you stop and think, like, how did you even come up with that and decide that
0: it was good? Well, apparently uh, Dave Grohl has said that, like, a lot of, like, Nevermind songs were made from the opening jams for band practices, so, like...
1: Yeah, but Dave Grohl also said the song was filler, so we're going to disregard any <laughs> of his opinions. But that
0: bass like, I, I could see like maybe him just like noodling around with it and then like Kurt finds a key and it's like oh let's yeah. from here um stay away love the song love the uh the ending to this song there it he goes like he just tunes his guitar down and it's like uh this is another holdover from their bleach days I think because it used to be called pay to play yes um it's one of those ones i think but
1: would you prefer if it stayed pay-to-play? You like Stay Away. I like Stay Away. I like Pay-to-play.
0: I like Goddess Gay. Hmm. <laughs> Remory got flack from that. There's a couple of things I've read where they, they got flack from that in, uh, in I think, Middle America shows. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on again, um, I really loved it when they played this. Uh, I really like the acoustic version of On a Plane. Yeah, I, I like this one too. It suits acoustically, I think, better. It does, and um, I really like the lyrics to this one a lot. We haven't really sort of talked about lyrics. I mean, I will say that, like, if I was going to stack up the against Pearl Jam, I'd pick Ooh. Pearl Jam. Oh. But um, mostly because I think the lyrics resonate more where it's like... Kurt was a bit more cryptic, and he wanted to be cryptic. That's why his, his big thing was like, you know, you sort of make it up for yourself sort of thing. But... Um, this one here I think is a bit more personal like it's you can sort of feel what he's what he's talking about um it's a really well structured song like i just like the um the little insolute it's bit It's very like simple kind of like not a
1: pop song but it's it's one of very the popular popular friendly. this could
0: if this was on like the the other side <laughs> um this could have been a single
1: It reminds me a little bit and it pains me to say throw your arms around me I can see
0: that, like it's or not any, on the same or level because that's on single terrible, at the but... time. I think it could be like yeah, it could be it could be like an REM song, yeah. Like it's just um, it's got a, it's got a really good sort of uh, feel the entire way through, yeah. So I think yeah, definitely if they'd chucked it like on after so maybe if they swapped that and um, territorial pissings on a playing probably would have been a um, would have been yeah. a single, yeah. Uh, and then, rounding off the album, sort of. <laughs> We're not going to delve into <laughs> no spoilers. Um, something in the way—I'm uh, sure you've all heard the story now—but they they couldn't get the um, the transition from the the quiet part to when the band comes in. So Kurt went into the recording booth and basically was whispering it on this like guitar, and they laying brought, down. I think yeah, and they story? brought these, they brought these uh these mics in, and, and that's that, and that's what you hear. Like, and they. Just cut the the full band coming in. Um, I've heard a couple of uh, live versions of this song, and I think it would be very goosebumpy. It's
1: this is when they first put in the um, cello. Yeah, is it the cello. The it's th- a cello. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. And like, I mean, it's just like when those drums come in and the the chorus kicks in, it's it's, it's otherworldly. It's like you know, because you go from this very sort of soft. Solemn place to just like you get smacked over the head, but softly, like it's not
1: compared to like territorial pissings or stay away, like it's not the same sort of smack that you get from the other
0: songs. But the way that also fades out, oh, I love that bit, it's so good, (laughs) yeah, it's especially unplugged as well. Oh, yeah, days, days real good. um yeah, that's the bit where they sort of they they just pull they pull more focusing on on Kurt and he's got his eyes closed and it's just oh, it's just, it's pretty magical. Cheers, bam, so good fanboy. Um, if you were to uh, be the lucky one to have the first, I think, I twenty five thousand copies of this record, you would then get endless nameless, which is basically just like a noise track where they trash everything. That's usually what they put at the end of them. Um, their live shows, um, so they didn't have to do an encore. So they didn't have to basically. do an encore, um,
1: and also. before And then we- someone stuffed up, and they deleted it. So then it came back at some point. I think didn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: but I, I thought it was just a bonus. That you don't you, like. Cause I, I hadn't, like the only time that I'd heard it like was they did they, they. It's on the live tonight sold out, but I never heard the studio version of it.
1: The story I heard was that, that it was supposed to be at the end, and then someone thought it mis- was a mistake, so they took it off <laughs> some pressings. Fair enough. And like if you
0: listen to the first part, it's just like, yeah. Uh,
1: I can't believe um, that was supposed to have come from lithium frustrations. Oh really? They were recording lithium, and Kurt was getting so mad at not getting it right that that's what happened. Like they went into that. That was the sound that came out of his frustrations.
0: I Lithium is the simplest song on here. I was, <laughs> was, was always amazed um, that they could when they were doing it live. That little solemn like chorus part that, uh. that, like that he would always still be in tune for that. And yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck how you do that.
1: Yeah, his. I know he's had like a lot of raps lately, and like there's vocal isolated recordings go around, but his voice was so good when he wanted it to be. Yeah. And then, just so rough and raw,
0: when he wanted it to be. I want to go into just um before we get into our top fives. I want to get into um the B sides for this album. And um one of my favorite Nirvana songs ever. Um, is on the uh, the single for Smells Like Teen Spirit, and it's a song called Even in His Youth. Um, it is one of the best songs I ever wrote. I kind of I see it cannot. It it does not belong on Nevermind. Um, I think I thought it could have maybe gone on Incesticide. Yeah, um, but it should have. It's, it's it's um I remember we used to, it used to be part of our set when my first band that I ever played in, like it used to be like, and <laughs> it was probably bizarre enough, like at the time, sort of bizarre enough to like, maybe people were like, oh, maybe it's their song. It's like, no, it's not. <laughs> um, there also was on the Smells Like Teen Spirit single, uh, a, a rougher version of Aneurysm. Um, it's actually my more, my more pr- favorable version of Aneurysm, um, where Kurt's guitar is very, very loud and, and just, um, whiny and, and awesome. <laughs> and then, uh, have you ever heard curmudgeon yeah curmudgeon's I, wasn't i always thought it was curmageddon no that's curmudgeon oh ah. um that one's very bleach like uh, that yeah. one uh is or or even probably in Sisticide too but like yeah that i can see it definitely like that one, not um, i've made it on the album but um yeah did you ever see did you like we used to there used to be a uh, cd you could get called out Sisticide. Yeah, And that was someone, like, they, they used to sell it for, I mean, our local record store used to sell it for whatever they wanted. It was like sometimes <laughs> like 45, sometimes it was like oh. 60. It was like t- a two Jesus. CD set of like all their outtakes and recordings. And they knew people would fucking pay that. So, they like, weren't wrong. Um, and but the yeah. rest were incesticide songs, right? Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: so, yeah. Uh, I just, also, sorry, oh, yeah. um, I did a little survey. Ooh. Because uh, I was curious, I work with an area with a lot of men, okay. kind of around my age. Yeah, um, and I so I was in Australia when Nevermind came out. Yep, but didn't truly really discover it until I was in the UK. Yeah, so I was curious and asked a few people. I um, took notes. Oh, so I have a thirty. These I just asked the men. Like obviously, not being sexist, I wasn't excluding women, but no. these are the guys in my area. I just go around and ask their opinions on it.
0: Yeah.
1: So we will go all white men, Australian, <laughs> uh, a couple of them from the UK, I think, uh, but mostly just Australian born and bred. Yep. You, you, you know what I mean? Not yes. born and bred, you know. Yeah. yeah no. um, so a 44-year-old man was a, claimed to be a casual fan. Okay. Not that keen, just kind of knew the songs, didn't seek it out, yeah, d- yep. didn't really care for it. I um, had a 28-year-old that Never listened to it A 19 year old That never listened to it Knew who they were Okay Would probably know some songs But like Just didn't Didn't touch on it
0: I don't want to live in their world
1: Yep Had a 36 and a 38 year old That Sorry The 38 year old Didn't listen to it But his friends liked it And he was He was happy to listen to it But didn't Chase it up himself 36 year old Not a fan at all Why? uh, He turned out to be More of a metal fan Oh But then strangely Said he loved Silverchair so you don't what have Silverchair that, without Nirvana. Like
0: that, Frogstomp, Frogstomp's metal-y. Yeah, but they were to, more they were more metal than grunge.
1: To me, Nirvana and Silverchair, are in, they're in the same boat. We'll get to my feelings on Silverchair. Okay. In the time. Um, there's a 49-year-old casual fan, 61-year-old that kind of knew them, but it was a bit after his time, I guess. Um And a 50-year-old He's <laughs> <Rod Stewart>, though <laughs> <laughs> Should have asked him about that Vagabond Yeah Um And I had a <laughs> He's got a chest <laughs> <laughs> And only one man Who was 50 That absolutely loved him Right um, Did you guys see him something you say that he went and saw him? He didn't So I'm assuming that he didn't at all Although I do know a lady mm. uh, Who would be in her 40s that had a chance to go see Nirvana at Thurberton Theater in Adelaide, yep. which is an amazing little venue, and thought, "I'm going to see Violent Femmes instead because I think they'll break up soon."
0: And they were
1: right. No, they're, like, they're still touring oh, now. yeah. I saw them like ten years ago.
0: My brother was there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Does he tell you about it all the time? No, um, oh, he I was. I don't
0: know. My brother can be like uh, not gatekeepery, but like he he can be a bit like um. Like, he liked what he liked, and I, I think I just sort of annoyed him. So, like, because I was like, <laughs> I used to take his stuff all the time. <laughs> when he wasn't home, I'd like, grab all his Nirvana CDs and he'd hate it. Um, but yeah, him and his mate they were in a band, they went and saw him. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, from all intents and purposes, I think they liked him. So, yeah.
1: So, top fives?
0: Top fives. Have, um, have you, you
1: already got one? Are you ready?
0: Oh, you can go first. No, you go, man. All right. So, my number five would have to be. Uh, on a plane, Ooh. Uh, I just like it's it's. I, when I was making when I was thinking about this list this week, I actually had it um in, in um my regular playlist. I chucked a few of the songs on there, and when the shuffle rang up on a plane. I like my mood just like lifted I'm just like yep that's going to be the top five I was just like because is that little is it that sort of song there's that little no I think it's because it's, it's in just all of these songs it's a nostalgia factor yeah. like, there's that little thing that they do at the start too like doo-ning, 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 like it's like I got a little like a tester thing at the start like these little the little chords and oh, fucking, it's awesome so yeah On A Plane will be my number five um uh, I didn't write down a top
1: five for some reason um, and I can see why, because I'd actually probably still struggle with doing mm-hmm. it even now. Um, but it's definitely in my top five, no matter where, is Breed.
0: Okay. Wow. Okay, cool. It's not my top five. but Really?
1: Yeah, no. Oh, I just... That, Territorial Pissings, they're, for a while they were the same song to me. Um, <laughs> angry, angry child. Yeah. <laughs> just when you need something that's just going to like thrash out your ears. Yep.
0: Breed is a go-to. All right, so my number four would be "Come as You Are," just for that uh, factor of um, just that tone and that you could play it, and also the um, "I Don't Have a Gun." I can't. I oh, can't the ignore, little. I can't ignore that. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just for that. Uh, like I. Their singles. I used to be like, like everyone was <laughs> everyone was that guy that didn't want to like their singles but like when you listen to this album as, as a as a whole like it's you need come as you are in order to get to um, like lithium and breed like you need you can't go from in bloom to breed what the fuck are you doing yeah. you need come as yeah. you are you need to like do less distortion have a come down like if you kind of follow Rob from High Fidelity's like list of, of ways to like make a top 10 list or whatever like you can't, you can't blow your load too much. So like, coming to us is a good, a good come down and, and perfectly placed in a perfect song. So, yeah. Good call. Yeah. Um, speaking of blowing your load too hard, <laughs> I'm so going to, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I feel
1: like I should spread Breed and that out a little bit, but no, because no, they're not amazing songs. <laughs> you trashing your rune to like, <laughs> Yeah, they. I don't know if they quite belong in the top five, but for me, like, just those, I don't know. They don't have many, like, all-out hardcore songs. If but you, when they I did mean, it, If you
0: were playing that and didn't want to throw your guitar at the end of it too, like, fucking Yeah, no, something wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my number three. Um, and this one I really struggled with because I was like, do I go, like, do I go the pop route or do I go, like, you know, try and be edgy? Um, like for the baseline, I have to say Lounge Act. <sighs> oh, um, it's a really, really like, um, it's, it's the same thing with uh, Incesticide. Like, I really like the the B side of that too because it's got like, like, it's not as experimental as as that, but like, it's 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 not, it's not as safe as Spells Like Teen Spirit and uh, Lithium or something like that. It's it's um, yeah. It's not filler though It's not filler No it's definitely no. not filler Fuck you Dave <laughs> Um And I think just like um, the, the lyrics I think And I also have to Maybe this is like um, Going on in my background too Is that apparently Courtney hated it Because yeah. it was about a, another girl
1: About Tony Valley Yeah
0: Yeah So That's always a plus
1: <laughs> I mean I don't hate her anymore I don't hate her anymore I still do. think she might have Something to do with it But you know <laughs> The break of the band <laughs> Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three, I might disappoint you a little bit, is in bloom.
0: Okay, that was it was between those two. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: So your number two is in bloom. Nope. <laughs> um, because it it's was a,
0: it's 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 a number three spot, and it was definitely between those two. But neither of those two need to elevate to number two or one. Ah. Oh. So. Oh, I
1: see. So just just bumped right out. Yeah. I've I've had the similar there was another one that I thought about coming in at three. Yeah. But it's not going at two or one. Yep. And I just yeah, it had to go. But my other two was, was wrestling with three also. Right. But yeah, in in blue I'm happy with at three.
0: Okay. I look my number two and I could be uh influenced by I like it when I see uh, one of my favourite things uh, Combined with another favourite thing So like It's like You know Putting sprinkles on my Sprinkles on my Sunday. So when I watched uh, mm. John You Mullane, like sprinkles?
1: Yeah Okay
0: um, uh, When I saw John Mulaney's Kid Gorgeous Special on Netflix mm-hmm. And he had a uh, He did it in the Radio City musical And they have an organ there And he plays out the show With that With lithium being played On organ uh. And I'm like So like this is going into like a bit of a thing, but like when I watched uh Um Kid Gorgeous, like the John Laney special, I think uh I was going through some stuff at the time and like I was really looking forward to seeing it. Like I was I like John Laney at that point was like my happy place. Yeah. Watching a lot of stuff on YouTube, um, with him and, and listening to his albums and stuff. So when like I see this awesome special and it's just as funny as I think it's gonna be and, and, it's, and, new and it's, it's new and it's special to it. new and like you know, I'm I'm like I'm I'm dialed in and I'm ready. And then not only that, but to play out like over the credits is like lithium on on an organ. And I'm like, oh, he likes the thing that I'd like to. Yeah. Um, I think that brought back. I think from that point onwards, I started listening to lithium like a little bit more regularly. I'm just like, oh man, this is such a good song. Um, and it is like I mean, if you doubt me, then I'd say to go on YouTube and watch the Reading festival performance of him doing with him and the entire crowd, crowd of like how many people singing along yeah. as well. I'm it's, not going to, but like I can't disagree. It's it's amazing. It's um yeah, it's it's pretty pretty spine tingly.
1: I did not see that coming at number two. I did like that little moment John Mulaney. was like, oh yeah. I hate this song, but this is nice. <laughs> I hate the strong word. But close enough. <laughs> So, what's your number two? Uh, my number two is also in a wrestle with someone else. Yeah. Um, that's, I think, also been bumped out. Drain You.
0: Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, it, it could have been anywhere. Like, you could jumble around any of these, really, but it's not quite number one. It
0: It's close. Yeah.
1: But it's not my number one. But is it's that any, perfect, is like.
0: about it that, like.
1: It's just so catchy. Yeah. But it's not like a pop song catchy. It could be I don't like, know. I mean,
0: it starts off with the same tone as "Smells Like Teen Spirit." Like it's like that sort of that that clangy, dwangy yeah. guitar. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's a lot simpler, I think.
0: Yeah,
1: actually, is it simple? I don't know.
0: Well, I can't agree. It's with you in a different on way. That point because it's not my number one. It's not. No, nah, You's my number it one. It is. It's my number oh, one. Oh, you
1: thought we we're gonna have the same?
0: No, I thought. I thought, but um, you I think, is my favorite Nirvana song of all time. Wow. Um, it towers over everything else the first time i heard that playing it too um when i was just playing bands it was a fun song to play um it has it all like it's it's a it it has like you know um different uh going into that little build up uh the scream going back into like the um what would be the third chorus it's just it's a really... It's it's a well-written um, and amazing song and um, one that I would never, ever get sick of listening to.
1: Yeah, I don't think I could get tired of this. Like, I've played it... I haven't played it in bands or anything, but, like, I've played it a lot. I've listened to it a lot and it yeah. doesn't feel like it's getting any more tiresome. And as much as we poo on Dave lately. Um yeah. But, like... His drumming in everything on here, it just sits so perfectly Like he knows exactly where to accent.
0: Can I be like super, super, uber nerdy about this too? Go for it. Um, so those little bits that he does in the breakdown, where it's like, where all the like it's like, after that it gets really loud and goes back to the the pulse. He does like a little hit, yeah, the little on the ride, yep. And I fucking love that. Who would who does that who's like fucking drummers i was <laughs> like oh uh, like um butch Vig, i think i uh, said in one of the articles he's like dave in nirvana worked out how to write a hooky drum line and like that's just impossible he's like he his drum lines are hooks yeah and like that along with a, along with a, 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 a songwriter like kurt is like it's fucking um it's, it's perfect it's magic beans yeah
1: um, that's why <laughs> yeah. I almost had this in it at number one, but See, I, I, I
0: would have thought I, the lithium and I didn't, I didn't know your lithium story. So I was like, yeah. I was expecting lithium would be very high, but I was no, like, oh, I, I
1: can't, I can't handle it. Yeah. Um, I very nearly considered smells like teen spirit at number one mm. for the drum factor. Yeah. And just, it's one of the greatest songs of all time. Yeah. Like for anyone, like all the, this survey I did for people. Yeah. Everyone knew Teen Spirit. Yeah. Like, they might not have heard anything else or known that they heard it. Everyone yeah, knows the like, song. You know,
0: that's the part of the, the, the school dance where they're like, all right, let's do some of the Bogans. Yep. We'll do that and Epic. by we'll take more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I was talking about at the top when I said, get in your car, or put on headphones, because the start of this song, like, it gave me goosebumps. Yep. I probably haven't heard it for a few months, but, like, it's still... Fuck, it's good. Okay. But it's not number one. Okay. Um... I don't know if it's just from being different or this song has always stuck with me. You're going to hate me. No. (laughs) Lounge Act.
0: Hey! I'm so glad. I've
1: always been obsessed with this song. Wow. It just, like, that bass intro just always hooked me straight away. And that weird offbeat timing thing. It's not quite offbeat.
0: I like the fact that he's also going, uh, at the start. Yeah. (laughs) That seems like such a, um, uh, Kurt's just like, let me just do this thing at the start. It's going to be funny. Yeah, like, I think a lot of the shit that he does is, It's so easy to miss as well Is him being funny He's like oh I'm gonna do this It's gonna be funny Yeah um, Yeah he's a weird you, funny guy If you ever sing along to it Like you're looking forward to that Cause like The genius of this song Is also like The first Two verses Are sung Fairly low key And then the third yeah. one He yells And when he first He goes Dream! Oh my lord. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's actually one shamefully I didn't know the lyrics for the longest time. I couldn't understand what he was yeah. saying. But just like that bass, like the riff, everything about the drums, like everything was just melded so perfectly. I could get like bits here and there.
0: One of my friends was really tickled at the fact that there's F word in it. He like the just going into the second chorus is like he says um like
1: he was surprised that there was an F.
0: Yeah, I think cuz like um now, I'll go so far as to say with, with Peljam too. Like, I mean, they weren't big swearers in their songs and stuff like that. So, like... And I don't think that was, like, a conscious yeah, I guess choice so. by a secu- by, by, by record company. It was just, like, they're just, like, that's just not needed or whatever, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think I, that's the thing with Eddie and Kurt. Like, they were both good writers. Like, they didn't need to pat it out with... Unless, like, they really had that emotion in it where they had to... Yeah. Express a bit more, but... But, yeah, um, when I did go and learn the lyrics for it, this the whole package came together. <laughs> pretty oh, I love it so much.
0: Well. That's it. That's it. Uh, Let's do it again. I hope you We will. There's another album coming out this year that we're both going to... I think you can probably guess what it is. For <laughs> um, but that one will be... Uh, yeah, this one went longer than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Whoops. That's
1: right. We should have just done a listen-along. Uh,
0: so uh, you can email us at livingthepastpod at gmail.com. You can also uh, check us out on Instagram. You can check out some of the movies we've um, been watching for the podcast on uh, pdlumsden at letterbox.com. Uh, check out our... Playlists uh, for the month, for, for the year of 1991 on uh, Spotify. And uh, join us next week for April with a special guest. We've ooh, got ooh, the ooh. first guest of the, um, of the season. Yeah. And uh, then, yeah, um, stay tuned for our bonus episodes. And also, look, hey, if you have a movie or uh, a topic or an even an album that you want us to sort of deep dive into... Um, we're thinking about taking maybe like a little break At the end of um, the 91 season So maybe, maybe we'll like Do a couple of um couple of requests Like we can always deep dive into yeah. an album um, might, Or something that we hate Yeah maybe, maybe try and change our mind Yeah, make us watch Blossom <laughs> um, So yeah, if there's any other If there's any uh, uh, albums you want us to go through And have a listen to And you know what might even open it up to all the nineties, not just the season that we're doing. So, Maybe, yeah, think yeah. about it. Uh, so, again, contact livingthepastpod at gmail dot com. Um, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, birdies. Bye, buddies. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod@gmail.com, at gmail.com. Or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following P.D. Lumston and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax.